Hello, everybody. This is the Value Line Observer, brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value. And I'm Val Hughes. Get it? Yes. <laughs> and we're 20-year Wall Street uh, veteran uh, analysts, portfolio managers. You've, you've seen us quoted in the papers. You've seen our faces on TV. But our employers would never allow us to share our candid views about stocks with you in this kind of a forum. Uh, each week we get together to uh, talk stocks. Uh, we use uh, that week's value line as a source of ideas. Well, we, we disguise ourselves. This week. Oh, that's right. And well, we disguise our voices. This is not my real voice. My mom wouldn't even recognize me. Hello, mom, mom. She's going, who is that? I, she who are know. you? I don't right. recognize you know. either. That's right. right. In, so anyway. in any event. Um, we do this for entertainment purposes only. Um, it's very important that you realize that. But uh, it might not be entertaining. We so might we might own that. all of the stocks that we're talking about. We may have a vested interest in uh, what what happens with any of them, and uh, we may try know. to be getting you to take actions that help us in some uh, you way. You should suspect the worst or in the, the opposite. Event. Uh, Who knows? And if you want to uh, learn more about us, please visit our website. At thevalueguys.com. Isn't that original? Later, uh, I'm going to come back and uh, talk a little bit about uh, Rio Tinto's uh, acquisition of Alcan and uh, the drug stock that I think you ought to buy. But uh, they do drugs this week. This is the issue of July 20, 2007. July 20. Uh, but first, I'm going to introduce, uh, I'm going to turn it over to my financial friend. Uh oh, alliteration. Again. Val Hughes. Thank you. You caught me mid uh, candy bar. Hold on. Mm. Uh, well, why don't I just – I'll carry the show yeah, sing or something. while anyway, you're drinking. Okay. Thank you. Now, well, we're getting together. You don't need me to yeah, carry the show Yeah, we get together Fridays. Okay. We, this is the same professional advice we give to our paying clients during the week. But just bear in mind, we're, we've been drinking, and we've been drinking for, at this point, several hours. Well, and usually with our, you know, with our clients, we try to make sure we know what we're talking about. And you need to be forewarned. We may know we nothing about what no we're We have no idea about. what we're doing right now. Anyway. Uh, I have gone through the value line this week with some... But we'll uh, make a good go of it. Oh, we'll, you know, this is real money, and we'll tell you when we own these things. Uh, Usually. Yeah, well, this one I don't own, but I want to talk about it. I'm looking at it. Dow Chemical, D-O-W, page 1236. Dow, I'm going to talk about Dow later. Are you? Yeah. Go ahead. Well, we should have spoken earlier because I didn't know you were going to do it. Okay. Page 1236. Dow Chemical, you may have heard of it. They manufacture basic chemicals, plastics of all kinds, uh, special products, surfactants, which all you need to know go in every industrial process in America, polyurethane, you know, film, solvents, latex, epoxies. I'm just reading a value line. Uh, what am I attracted to? Well, it's 11 times earnings, and it's a great uh, brand, although it's not in an industry that really benefits from consumer demand. They're mostly in industrial use. But it's 11 times earnings. It's got a P.E. discount to the average of 40%. They're doing, excuse me, cash flow per share of 630. Don't they do commodity chemicals? Well, they do, but here's the interesting thing. Aren't we kind thing. of closer to the peak of a business my cycle friend, than My prof? friend, my friend, you're thinking like, uh, you know, like uh, geographic-centric American. What's happening in the world Here's my thesis on Dow Chemical. Rising worldwide living standards. Everyone hates America, but then everyone wants to live like Americans. Be an American. Right. So 
if you look at the number of square feet uh, per capita in every other economy in the world, even in the richest ones, uh, Japan, Germany, etc., our homes are two to three times the size, and we have two to three times as much crap in them. And it's all made out of plastic. So, uh, you know, not to mention makeup in China. You know, this drives benzene demand, uh, cars, automobiles, uh, couches, homes. As homes, yeah, everything. As the Chinese and the Indians, the middle classes in these Political cost trainers. Want homes. Everything on this list, you know, everyone wants to uh, be green, but everyone in America, even the greens, are using stuff in their home. Do they have a couch? Guess what? There's benzene in it. You know, throw it away. Do they have carpeting? Uh Uh-oh, throw it away, benzene. So my point is every home in the world has these products, so they generally are going to grow at GDP or less, but GDP in some of these other countries is growing fast. That's going to raise prices of commodities worldwide and they're a major player in this. And with a brand name that's American and chemicals, they're going to be... Capacity comes on in big pieces, but it does come on in well, step function. it does. Ways. And the other so, thing that's happening in raw material capacity is that, as you well know, sir, uh, producers are kind of not getting together. There's no collusion, but the Internet allows everyone to see what everyone else is doing in real time, and there's been a lot of discipline and capacity increases all through all the raw materials. You're going to talk about some of this later. I think it's happening in chemicals. They've got, uh, you know, some price increases coming through to make up for the oil price increases. Meantime, oil prices are down off their, uh, well, they're actually up a little bit. Oh, there's bit. definitely a bigger emphasis but, on spending capital to improve the productivity of what assets you have rather than adding giant new complexes. Yeah, well, these guys have been putting up double-digit returns on capital for three years, projected to do it for two more years. They're putting up 20% returns on equity. So, yeah, are they a commodity producer? Yeah, uh, but they're earning, uh, you know, very high returns by being very efficient in their asset utilization. So they're doing, you know, 6% net profit margins, which is nothing heroic. But when you earn a 17% return on equity with a 6% profit margin, uh, you're doing something right in the logistics of your business. Uh, Value line itself here says they ought to continue solid performance. And, uh, you know, they're facing weakness in auto, weakness in housing. So they got a lot of wind in their face, and that's reflected in the stock. The stock's relative performance for two years has been down. I just think it's time to step in. They've got the cash flow to support a nearly 4% yield. Uh, and even with the market down today, this is Friday, and the market took a big hit today, I'm looking at a stock that's up 2 bucks off the value line price. We went through and priced them all today. $47, up 2 We're going to talk about a lot of stocks that are down from their Monday price. This one's up, and it just looks uh, pretty strong to me. Is Dow. That when, is that when the price, the value line price? I believe it's a Monday price. Monday? I don't know. Uh, you know, value line doesn't like this. They show for earnings growth nil and 2.5% sales growth. It's really hard to predict on this because of commodity price movements. I think if you think about houses going up in India and China, uh, you're going to get a sense of what I like about Dow Canada. Well, we're only three or four years into really the um, the global upswing, and there's certainly precedent for it lasting longer. Yeah, okay. So And it always seems like it's going to Dow Chemical, now you're going to come back to that later. And uh, we'll, you know, maybe talk more about it. In a little uh, different way. Page 1248, Bar Pharmaceuticals, ticker BRL. Now, I've talked about this on the show. All our shows, by the way, are indexed by ticker. If you drag the uh, XML code into Excel 
or even into uh, the latest versions of Explorer, you, you get a nice index by ticker. So we have talked about BAR, but since we last did, BAR Laboratories is now BAR Pharmaceuticals because of an acquisition they did of a company called Pliva, or Pliva, a large drug manufacturer headquartered in Croatia. So, oh. uh, you know, I mean, it's uh, not nearby. It's out of the way. That's what I think of when I think of Croatia. I it's think. a little out of the way. Pharmaceuticals. Um, now, it's doubled bars sales. It's a big acquisition. They, they had no debt. They took on a ton of debt to do it. So whereas a year ago they had no debt, now they have 50% debt to capital, um, I'm willing to look at that in a debt-to-market capital kind of way with uh, looking at, you know, market cap, $5.4 billion, total debt, $2.5 billion. So that's 33% debt-to-market cap. And they've got $800 million in cash, so I really, you know, uh, that's, that's about 8 bucks a share. So you've got to kind of back that out. And it's a 12% discount P.E. The stock is 52 today, closed uh, Friday. But what I note here is that they've got a, uh, you know, nearly 20% return on equity. Uh, they, uh, they, they, they sell into the demographics of aging and health care. Their products are uh, treatment of cancer, hypertension, heart disease, depression. These are all going to be demographic-driven These are proprietary ailments. products of theirs? I'm uh, confused. Well, they're not all proprietary. They do some generics, so you're going to just get the volume growth, and you have to build – ROI around efficiency, you can't really do it about around patents. So whereas patent-holding drug companies will do 80% gross margins because they have monopolies, a company like this is going to do a, uh, you know, they don't actually have the gross margin on here, but they do a mix of branded, so they get high margin, and also generic, so lower margin. They're doing 30% operating margins, whereas a Pfizer probably does 55, what have you. Uh, and they have a, a 20, you know, 18% return on equity. They, they use a little bit of leverage to do that. What I like about it is simply that it's a 16 multiple. It's uh, nine times next year's cash flow, and uh, it's in the demographics of healthcare and aging. And those things, to me, are more certain than the uncertainty of Croatia, which I think Croatia is a fine place, and you can make drugs there, I'm sure, and ship them anywhere you want. And then the market seems very worried about the debt they took on to buy this company, and I think that lifts a couple years from now. They're going to go. Hey, guess what? They're paying the debt down. Hey, look at this. They're growing the business and paying the debt well, down. Well, hasn't Croatia just joined the EU? Um, have they? I mean, I, if, I don't know. if so, then they've got a low-cost manufacturing pipeline into the European market. Well, there you go, my friend. That's uh, Bar Pharmaceuticals. So do, you, do a little research Be, on that, folks. No need to. This is Val. Just buy it. And uh, remember, this is entertainment purposes only, by the way. Uh, I don't own this. So we but mean we're buy it doing, in an entertaining way. We're doing work on it right now. Uh, BioVail, BVF. You know, the value line price here, this is page 1250, by the way. The value line price is 25.36. This is a 20. It was down five bucks today, <clears throat> Friday, and I didn't hear the call or hear what happened. All I can assume is that there's been some concern about uh, the June quarter and how much well butrin uh, was, you know, being sold because of some competitors. And all I can assume is uh, that that news uh, did not go well. Now, the whole market was off a lot today, but they were off 20%. That was a little more than the market. Yeah. I'm going to step in. I don't know anything, ladies and gentlemen. I think they missed the number. The stock's had a nice run off the lows last fall, so it's made a run from 15 to 25 here. Dead it's, cat bounce. It's huh? back to 20. Well, the underlying you know, fundamentals here is that they're earning 20% returns on capital. They have no debt. Okay. They have $870 million in cash, which is about 5 bucks a share. 
So right now, 25% of the purchase price would be net cash. Um, they've got uh, 52% Good operating grief. margins. Is that cash means, flow positive? Cash flow is wildly positive, my friend. Uh, they've got uh, 260 a share in cash flow, stock at 20 right now. Now, of course, with whatever they said today that I didn't read, maybe they guided people down. But again, you got the underlying demographics of healthcare, and they make uh, controlled release formulations. Well, but if it's a $20 stock and you're going to take um, $5 off the stock price, at 15, you'd still be just 10 times a dollar and a half of cash flow. Well, you'd be actually 10 times the dividend at that point. This is they're paying a buck 50 dividend. It's yielding Ooh. six percent, even for the for the yield. You need here. all of it to pay the dividend. Uh, now here's some other hair on it. They're going to restate 2005 and 2006 earnings. Oops. Ooh, that sounds bad. But guess what? They're going to restate them up because okay. they've overstated so have, amortization. So we have so no idea what they earnings make. are going to actually be going up for those years. And, uh, of course, no effect on cash flow. They've got some issues with some brands coming off. But, ladies and gentlemen, these guys make great returns. They sell health care stuff at 50% margins into the, you know, biggest group of aging population in the history of the planet. They're down 5 bucks today on, you know, stuff that was expected and is now in the stock. BioVail, BVF, buy it. That's what I'm saying here. Okay. Buy the, buy the fear. And finally, yeah, fear, free money. Uh, how much time do I have? Forest Labs, finally. You have lots of 1257. time. 12.57. Take five minutes. <sighs> okay. Forest Labs. Forest Labs. F what is this, tree R surgery? X. No, this is another healthcare name. Uh, what do they do? They manufacture drugs used for treating depression, pain, you know, the kinds of things our listeners feel at the end of the show. Uh, cardiovascular, respiratory disorders. Even during the show. Important products. Lexapro. I know, because I'm hurt. Uh, you're here, and you're feeling the pain. I understand. Uh, generics. They also I'm have not a alone, controlled, am I? controlled release. Now, don't interrupt. We've got a lot of listeners questioning us about that. Um, let's see. Controlled release technology. They have patents on stuff that uh, help them earn higher margins for drug release, or the release over time in your body. And uh, they're trading at, uh, you know, this one's not as cheap as uh, BioVail. So, you know what? I don't know if I should do this one. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's 14 times uh, gross cash flow. You can flow. like both of them, can't I you? Do. Well, this oh, one it's has 14 times gross but, you know, cash flow. They have flow. such a small CapEx, whereas BioVail's out trying to, well, they have very small too, but... Free cash flow, these guys are selling it about 14 times, which to me it's is... It's a green play. 7%, Forest Labs. 7% yield. They have a tremendous amount of stock uh, or cash. They got 4 bucks a share, and they're earning 25% like returns you, on cash. don't? Which uh, is it? Well, I like it, but I think BioVail may be the better purchase. But listen, a portfolio needs a lot of health care. I'd probably buy both of these. They're just... They're, uh, they're undervalued for reasons that uh, seem to have mm. something to do with short-term fundamentals. The long-term fundamentals okay. are strong. And I'm a buyer. Anyway, I don't know as much about this one. Forest Labs, it just uh, kind of struck me on a valuation basis. But I like BioVail better, so that's kind of a weak recommendation. Anyway, that's all I have this week. And with that... I'm going to uh, so which one did you turn like? this whole show? Well, I'm going to come. No, I'm not. Know. I'm coming back at oh, the end of the show. Oh, you're going to come back with that? Okay. All coming right. Back at the end That's of the show. Fine, fine. So uh, anyway, with uh, a great deal of uh, fanfare, I'm going to call a beverage break. Beverage break. Clink. Thank you. And uh, mm. with that, I'm going to turn things over here to my colleague in stock picking, 
burn value. Thank you. Thank you. I, get no, Thank I you. have no alliteration. We get the crowd to calm down a little bit here. Um, I, 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 one of the things that happened in the market today was uh, reaction, I think, to um, the news that the Chinese central bank had uh, raised interest rates again by, for some unknown wacky reason. I didn't see that. Two basis points more than a quarter point. They do it by 27 basis points each time. Hmm. Are they uh, – what, what's that a number system in base 8? <laughs> 20, 27 hmm. is – it's 9 times – no, it's base 3 is That's what weird. it is, right? It's, it's 3 cubed. Or base 9. Be a, I, that'd I be 30 it. in base 9, <laughs> wouldn't it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm terribly confused. Anyway, why are they uh, doing that, Vern? I, I don't understand it. But uh, so you had a sell-off in uh, you had a sell-off in capital goods and natural resources and things that have been sort of geared to the global growth, global infrastructure story. And um, this week they do metals and mining, and one of them is BHP Billiton. And I think between us, we've been recommending the stock for a solid year. It's up huge it's recently. Going up. Recently, trading near an all-time high of sixty-seven. Down, I guess today to sixty-two. Hmm. Um, but he's retraced I, a little. I, bit. You know, if you've done really well here, maybe you take a little off the table. They uh, they have a CEO change about to happen, and uh, there's some there's some reason to think that they might significantly uh, step up their acquisition uh, activity because they um, have so much cash. And if China is going to overheat. Uh, I, did you see the uh, second quarter GDP numbers out of China? They were almost twelve percent. I assume they just make those up. I, they, Don't you think they're claiming they can't get water to the hinterland, but they know what GDP I is. I think every they're quarter? claiming overall construction activity. This is in the entire nation, up close to thirty percent compared with last year. Mm. And last year, people were freaking out because it, you know, it's the hottest. Well, it's just unbelievable. Mm. Um, these are good reasons to uh, stay involved here. I think. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, near term could be a little choppy. BHP uh, is the symbol. Value line rates at a one. Where they recently raised it because the stock's finally been doing so well that uh, it hit their momentum uh, screen, I guess. So what is your uh, recommendation, Vern? Sell um, it? Or uh, cut my position in half. Cut your position in half. Okay. Recently, uh, the value line analyst recently raised his <coughs> estimates uh, for 2008 by close to 7%. So. Mm. There's a lot of there's a lot of good a stuff still happening at BHP. I just thought we had an obligation to return to it because I think it's doubled or more since we first well, started. Well, we got that one it. pretty right. Yeah, and we don't get them all right. We know that, but uh, listen, uh, when luck kicks in, it's a high in, profile name. Make notice. Uh, right? It's the it's the name in the group. By the way, I looked hard for uh, uh, some other uh, affordable, uh, high quality here and. Uh, the way Value Line uh, has the group, it, the Rio Tinto, by the way, not an option. In uh, Rio they just don't show up here Tinto. for uh, one reason or another. I'm not sure mm. why, but uh, where's their headquarters? Uh, I, I believe it's a UK stock, actually. Maybe that's why. But they have ADRs or ADSs mm. that trade here, so I'm not sure why Value mm. Line hasn't mm. got to it. But once you get past those two giant diversified names, anybody that's an interesting pure play has been a bit up to. Uh, uh, either sort of ridiculous prices, or is in my mind too levered to uh, copper is a, a is eventually a cyclical market, and they're going to run into trouble there. I think eventually. But anyway, it, 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 after looking at that, though, I, I did want to talk a little bit about Alcan because I think in the past we may have recommended Alcoa. Uh, Alcan, of course, was going to be bought by Alcoa, 
uh, reuniting the children early early May. Um, well, that was hard the same to believe. Company, I guess, hard right? to believe they wouldn't have run into some kind of antitrust Wasn't issues. Wasn't that the same company? Maybe like some asset investitures. I you know I honestly I don't know. Aluminum uh, Company of Canada, Aluminum Company of America. And then, uh, I, you know, the, the Alcan was fighting it, and uh, out of the blue, Rio Tinto shows up with a huge bid for the company. And so Alcan's going, I'm not sure why Value Line is showing an $86 price on their um, on their form, but the, the analyst, little, the little analyst write-up talks about the uh, value of the deal at that time uh, with a no, not with a stock element. Hmm. It's uh, all cash at 101. So why the stock recently trading at 97? I'm not sure. Maybe it's a misprint. Uh, maybe it has something to do with uh, foreign exchange value changes or something. Well, the but close today was uh, event, 97. Value we'll line showing it priced at about 13.8 times earnings and a, a roughly a 0.7 relative multiple, uh, 10.5 times gross cash flow. But I'm sorry, not ten and a half. But if you uh, if you adjust it to the the price today, ninety seven, it's sixteen times earnings. So that's where the company's being taken out. Sixteen times, ten and a half times gross cash. So flow. is that the deal price? Yeah, and um, and so I got Alcoa, almost equivalent market cap, also uh, uh, mostly aluminum, but also has some industrial diversification. They have uh, they have a very interesting uh, aerospace parts business, and uh, they make some. Uh, mm-hmm. Engineered fasteners, I think, for transportation markets, mm-hmm. and you know, um, so it's a little bit different. But uh, Alcoa recently under forty-two um, at sixteen times instead of thirteen-seven shown on value lines hmm. uh, chart would be around forty-eight. So not huge upside here, but if I'm in it, I would stay in it certainly. Uh, Rio Tinto takes out Alcan. Not hard to believe that BHP Billiton with a huge stock price might think Alcoa. Look very interesting to them. The same ten and a half times gross cash flow number using uh, the value lines analyst number, our uh, estimates is forty-seven compared to the forty-eight sixteen multiple. So, um, are these just financial, you know, creative this is, acquisitions, uh, this or are the there economies this is the of other, scale? Uh, this is one of two other global major players <clears throat> in aluminum that you can buy in public market, and uh, I got to believe that uh, you know the giant diversifieds are going to want to keep pace with each other. So. Mm. Uh, symbol AA. Is there any cost advantage to being that big? Stay in it. What? Do they actually get any economies when they do a, a deal like that? I mean, what could uh, they be? I think modest, uh, mostly overhead. But uh, if hmm. if you look at in in that business, raw material is such a huge proportion of your cost that mm-hmm. that in, it's like it's like having huge financial leverage. It increases the leverage on overhead dramatically. So if you can make a 10% reduction in overhead, you can have a tremendous impact on actual net income per share. Mm-hmm. And despite that, return on capital is not hideous here. At Alcoa, uh, 14 13% recently, same at Alcan, so certainly above their cost of capital. Um, Alcoa earned the same kind of levels in the late 90s, hmm. um, so not not horrible business. Anyway, I want to move on. Um, I was interested that you were talking about Dow Chemical. Uh, really? No. Uh, because... Uh, I, you know, I wanted to use it to make a point about Pfizer, actually, if you don't hmm. mind. Uh, Dow Chemical Please. makes basic chemicals like ethylene, mm-hmm. propylene, mm-hmm. benzene, styrene, ethylene oxide, vinyl chloride, propylene, propylene oxide, polyethylene, polystyrene, polyurethanes. Yeah, I mean, good early. Lord, is there anything like that that they don't make? I mean, they are the epitome of... The modern basic, basic chemical company, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. priced, um, they have uh, about 32% debt to cap. 
Yeah. Um, so about, they got about $10 billion of debt. They have a $43 billion <clears throat> market cap. Return on capital, as you pointed out, mid-high teens. Um, you can buy it at a 40% discount to the market, yielding almost 4% and seven times gross cash flow. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very uh, very cheap on current levels of results, okay? Yeah. But some might argue uh, closer to a cyclical peak than a cyclical trough. Yeah, but and China, in India, my friend. I look at Pfizer, symbol uh, PFE, value line rates at a three as well. At twenty-five dollars yeah. recently, I don't think these things uh, actually, go together. They uh, they only have six percent debt to cap, hundred eighty billion market cap. Um, they're uh, net cash positive by about two dollars in excess cash. So it's not a twenty-five dollar stock. It's more like a twenty-three dollar stock. At twenty-five, it yields four and a half percent. There's a big uh, and difference. As I mentioned the balance sheet is, if anything, overcapitalized. Big so difference between these no companies. There's no doubt in the value line. Big uh, difference. Uh, big yeah, difference. the uh, the return on capital at Pfizer. Um, has never been below 18% in the last 10 years and uh, has not been below 20% in the last three, expected to be sustained there by the value line analysts. Well, the reason that is, operating margins at 50%. Right. Well, but I can buy this, this, uh, this unbelievable uh, profit and cash generator mm. for eight times gross cash flow right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Three quarters, yield, <clears throat> three quarters of their revenue. Yield. Three quarters of their revenue becomes generic uh, enabled within you know seven years, and seven that gross years. cash flow goes down a lot because the gross margin on their proprietary branded product is eighty percent, and on their generic, any, it's twelve percent. If we don't come up with anything, and they're not coming up with anything. They have one hundred seventy-five compounds in development, thirty-eight drugs in phase two. R and D efforts across the entire. Drug industry have become right. less according productive. to the value line. So this would be based on you know timelines that they're providing. I'm sure Dow Chemical they the make revenue stuff growth starts in 2011, 2012. That they don't they they don't have the patents on, but they have the low cost production on Pfizer. There's their cost their cost of goods sold is nothing. It's all about R and D and brainiac talent over there, and these brainiacs aren't coming up with anything. They haven't Dow recently. Chemical, so they never will again. Uh, it's harder. And they have competitors. Actually, I've been. A, I'm a fan of Pfizer. I don't think it's necessarily a good competitor for comparison to Dow. I think the edge that they have is they have a sales force that touches every doctor in America, and they should have an R and they should have an M and A team just scouting out smart guys with garages, chemistry sets, figuring out the next science. They have such organized science. Good new science never comes from organized science. Or you know, you need. Innovation, and I think they should have a team looking for that and bring it into their sales force and bring it to the. With a hundred and eighty billion dollar market cap, they could easily spend, I would say, thirty to fifty billion dollars to acquire another drug company. Well, that's what they <clears throat> could do, except their multiples so low that it becomes dilutive to almost buy any one good. They should. They, so it's a. It's a. They're in a little bit of a box. But if they base small guys, it's not overly dilutive. Uh, their bigness swamps it, and they hopefully can bring product into their pipeline that way. That's you know I'm a buyer of Pfizer, but Dow is very different. They they were they're, they're going to maintain their edge uh, in economies of scale forever. And these products, unless they start to invent, talking about forever, forever, you don't think there's forever. An indigenous Chinese, Indian, Russian. Etc. Industry uh, growing not unless they start stealing technology from our this team. is we're talking about basic chemicals here, not uh, proprietary products. Well, but you're talking about systems, delivery systems, logistics systems, just productivity in a plant with people moving stuff I can around. Buy it. Call McKinsey. 
Uh, I'm organize it for go me. Go ahead and call McKinsey. That's going to cost you get money, a, and an it's going to make your returns lower and your costs high. You can buy stuff from McKinsey that adds your, to your cost structure, my friend. Dow has that inside. That's all I'm saying. I can buy Pfizer for the same price of Dow. To me, it really not even a question. Pfizer, well, their products are going away. So thanks Dow's for being my not. foil. Thank my you, financial my financial friend. Thanks for liking a company where three-quarters of their business is going to zero. Favorite idea, visibility of return, Alcoa, expected return, 20%. Yeah. Okay, very good. My favorite stock could be Dow, but it isn't. It's BioVail. I think whatever happened today is an overreaction. These guys have a ton of cash, no what debt, a timely, What a timely call. I'm, just on the, I'm Johnny on the job here. Hey, it's 1250 value. On the spot. BVF, that's not to be confused with BFD. Oh, please. <laughs> but it is a BFD to go by. You know, we can only go BVF. there when, we're in, the, when uh, we're in the second half hour of the show. And for those of you who have already been with us what seems like a torturously long time, it's value, we're just going to keep going after for as long hours. as. <laughs> value, guys, after hours. Uh, we'll see you next week, Burn, folks. Put those back on. Put what back on? <laughs>